And the show has started. We're live, Hello. everybody. Woohoo! You listen to the Chub Step. We got Pat, Steed, and J Rad on right here, and we're getting joined by Trenty Trent. What's going on, boys? AKA AKA Vern. Um, so Vern. Vern. So Trent, um, obviously diehard Chub Step fan, but. More importantly, my debut. Yeah, and more importantly, though, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing the past. I mean, at this point, it's been like almost two months, right? Uh, last three months, I've been sleeping outside. I've been doing uh, uh, wildland firefighting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I did it out in Oregon, my company's based, but I fought two fires out in Oregon and two in Colorado. What is? Uh, can you kind of go through like how that whole thing works? It's like. They just kind of call people up when there's something going on, and you kind of don't really know where you're going to go or when it's going to happen. Is it, how explain like that how how the initial process works before you get there? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I my company's a little different. Um, so they do private. Uh, the government will hire um, contractors, private contractors, to fight fires, but they also have the U.S. Forest Service or like the Bureau of Land Management or like a bunch of things. So they'll hire you know have their in-house people usually, you know the first of the fire and everything and stuff, but then they'll also, you know, hire contractors like myself, the company I worked for. Um, and they, yeah, they pretty much go out, same thing as the force service and they just do the same thing, whatever they need, uh, initial attack, um, you know, mopping up, fighting fires, everything like that. So basically I would, um, kind of just stand around and wait for a call. And then whenever they needed me that, they would call me and, and, uh, this season was obviously 2020 was pretty hot. So, yes, um, yeah, got plenty of calls, saw some stuff. It's good stuff. So hell yeah, hell yeah brother. So, hell yeah. uh, so t- do talk a little bit about, so these are obviously like forest fires, so it's not like a house fire, but explain to us like kind of, cause I think when people think about fighting fires, they're used to seeing like a Chicago fire type show or some sort of movie where they kind of have a general idea of what somebody would do in that scenario. Pretty much like a fire hydrant hooked up to a hose. Yeah. Totally different. And we do, we do use um, water, but mostly it's, you know, water, water's not involved. Um, and well, I shouldn't say that water is involved sometimes. Sometimes, you know, they, you've seen that they drop buckets on fires. Um, basically we are a 20 man crew and we go in, um, and if the, you know, if your initial attack, which we were for one part, you're digging hotline is what they call it. So you're trying to dig a, um, you know, remove the top vegetation, um, you know, m- maybe a foot long, maybe five feet wide, trying to get a line started. And then you kind of fight fire with fire mostly. Uh, you, mm-hmm. 
burn things. Uh, so it had, uh, when the f- uh, main fire is approaching it, all the fuel's already been burned up. And uh, so, yeah, there's no fires, uh, like no fuel left, and the fire pretty much goes out. Uh, but obviously, you know, uh, with the weather and everything, fire, like that element, it's really unpredictable. And it's just kind of hard to, um, sometimes it's like impossible to do it, but you know, obviously they've got a, a handle with it. Um, but yeah, we're 20 man crew and we do anything from like the before and like the hotline or the, even the after once the fire is out, it can be out for, um, like it can look like it appear that it's out and then it, uh, will flare up again. So we have to go make sure it's completely 100%, 100% dead out, even if there's no flames or anything like that, because, you know, one day it'll like get drier, pick up and then mm-hmm. jump the line and then burn a whole new section. Yeah. So mm. lots of like aspects to it. Totally different than structure. And are you just using like, what are your tools that you use to do this? Are you just straight up using tools, shovels? Uh, yeah. The main tools for us, uh, we use, a, I don't know if you guys know what Plasky is. It's like a axe with a, uh, pick on the other end of it no uh, yeah it's like that red firefighting like okay yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. firefighters axe yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. yeah so we use those we use like regular hazel hose um and then we use like shovels um so Clap. yeah and chainsaws obviously cutting trees and stuff so you yeah. just deforest the forest yeah we cut down a lot of trees you know uh <laughs> Cut down a ton, but that's to save, you know, other trees. So the trees behind trees. And what is the normal cause of these fires, Trent? Do they know a lot of times the start of it? Anything. Literally, uh, I was on, usually they name the fires after the, whatever started it, but it really depends. Um, Like a lot of it's lightning strikes. Some of the biggest fires in California were from lightning strikes, like the complex, the LSU complex, which was like, uh, 800,000 acres this year was lightning and I was on a one with lightning one, um, you know, some campfires, people negligent. I know one fire up in Oregon uh, a couple years ago was caused by just like somebody being negligent with fireworks. Antifa yeah. probably. Probably Antifa. Uh, yeah, Antifa. That's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause we, uh, we wear like army pants and, or like green, like Nomex. They're like fire re- resistant. And then we okay. wear black my company wears like black t-shirts and then it's all tucked in we're like it's very mil- military style unlike the like any other company in force service and stuff but like we would make store runs every once in a while because we would need you know need to resupply and we got the cops called on so many times <laughs> <they're probably>, uh, <laughs> yeah. for guns so like yeah the cops were you know coming there like thinking that we're attacking the store trying to raid it <laughs> <laughs> we actually had some guy we were all lined out after the end of the day we were back in town and some guy was driving around with this truck and he like zoomed right into like he did like three passes because he was like looking at us and then he kind of zooms right into us and our crew boss was like uh you need something he's like he's like who the fuck are you guys <laughs> oh god and he's like uh we're uh, wildland firefighters. And he's like, oh, oh, my bad. You know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my bad. I almost got the boys and took you out for dinner. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you, do you guys wear like a certain type of hat, like a beret? 
That would fit it. Or like ski masks, I think could work pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Those will help uh, scare the town. What is, what is the living conditions like while you're doing that, Trent, while you guys are working? Honestly, not. sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's really nice because half the time I was outside, um, but like or most of the time I was outside, you know, camping, uh, like because, you know, they're in pretty remote places, these fires. Sometimes like the last one I was on, it was in Silverton, Colorado, and we were 20 minutes away from uh, a town, Silverton. Uh, so they literally put us up in a old hotel, a haunted hotel, mm. and you know, like we stayed in a hotel the entire time. So it was sweet. Otherwise, you know, it's like zero degrees outside at night. So it would have been it would suck to be outside. Sounds better than a ghost, though. No, not better than a ghost. <laughs> you prefer a ghost, right. Trent? What are the what are the positives of fire? Like maybe do you have any people that are like pro fire? You know, like pyros that are kind of anti you guys like there's always like people trying to save animals like PETA type people and then there's always the you know opposite of that anti PETA people are there are there pro fire people that get mad at you guys they're like let it burn yeah yeah no I don't think everybody's pretty satisfied that their homes are okay okay at least maybe some people want want their stuff to burn some men just want to watch the world burn but um I mean fire is necessary it's like a natural thing so things need to burn. Like there was one thing that we were doing. There was no fire actually. We were just prepping um, for them to light it on fire. Like do a controlled burn yeah. later in the season when it's less like uh, you know the humidity is super low or well when it's uh, you know later in the season. It's so, dry. Yeah. Uh, well, start an actual forest fire. They can control it. So makes sense. Do yeah. the controlled fires ever turn into real fires? Not typically, not really, because it's just they do it way late in the season where it's just like the everything's holding on enough moisture and they're it's controlled and they have water to the ready. It's you know, fires really come up they don't have like resources ready and not there and stuff, so they they can put it out, but yeah. But that's not really I don't think typical. What is something that I think people, what's maybe something that people don't know about it that would be surprising to people about putting out the fires or about kind of wildfires in general? Do you have any thoughts on that? It pays well, um, but you're working long, like 16 hours. Yeah. So the hours definitely rack up. I don't know. Let's see, something that. Because I think this is just a thing that people don't even think about, especially like in the Midwest. Like I don't even, you know, I didn't even think about that being a job because we just don't have forest fires. Not in the same way. So I didn't even, you know, I didn't know anything about it when you went out there and started doing that. What made you go out and do that? Uh, what made me? Uh, my, my buddy told me about it. He was doing it through the Forest Service, and he's like, yeah, you should do this. Um, and I was like, dang, that sounds really cool. And then luckily the season was uh, um, a really big one. Oh, so that brings me to another point that um, there was, like, last year, at least for my company, um, they got, like, nine days out on fire. And I think like this year I got like, I don't know, like 60. So. Oh, crazy. Very, it's, it stinks. Cause like if you're, if you're working through a contractor, like your work is, you know, obviously you don't want fire, fires to happen, but um, sometimes there's just dead season. So you're just like waiting around, spending all your money and, you know, just waiting for a fire to happen and then nothing comes. So that's kind of, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Some years it pays off. So this one definitely did. So, I had one more thing about this, and then the other guys can ask questions if they have them. But 
you were trying to explain to my parents kind of what it was they were doing, and you decided to show them a movie about a group of guys that was doing the same thing as you in Arizona, where the end result is that all of them die. Oh, yeah, true story. <laughs> sad, it's sad, but yeah, I feel like <laughs> probably the best way to explain <laughs> explain explain what what I do. Yeah, so seemed, seemed a little <laughs> risky. And you're like, hey, yeah, this is what I do. Everybody dies. <laughs> That's yeah, definitely dangerous. Um, yeah, I don't. I think a couple people died this year, but you know the most dangerous, the dangerous, uh, most dangerous part of the job is actually the driving, because obviously just driving's you know where anything can go wrong after a long shift of doing something, mm. uh, working. You know, you fall asleep. I was actually a driver for my company, mm-hmm. so I drove through the entire time. I put nine thousand miles on my truck. Oh god, definitely staying awake at times, but yeah, and. So if you get engulfed in a forest fire, I'm talking 360. You what? got a minute to prepare. What do you? What's your plan? Well, you do what the the people did in the movie, and you yeah, you put on your. Uh, they have fire shelters, and then like you want to clear a zone as much as you can, and then you just get in your shelter. It's you know used for breathable air, and then you hope for the best. You have a fire shelter. Explain the fire shelter. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Everybody has to be equipped with like a fire shelter. It's it's uh, like I don't know uh, the law kind of um, out there. Uh, you just everybody ha- like so you're wearing you're working with twenty five pound packs, thirty pound packs. You have your lunch in there, um, water. You like have that on your person at all times while you're working, uh, and it's got also it's equipped with a fire shelter. There. Um, yeah, so in case something like that happens, they do have like safety zones you can like retreat to um but de- depending on the fire you know some of them obviously uh sometimes aren't like easy to reach and uh like you sometimes you just get burned over you have to there's safety zones and deployment zones you know deployment zones are a little smaller sometimes you have to make your own deployment zone and then sometimes it's not uh-huh. the- and then you so get the that. shelter's like a tent yeah what does it look like it's like a uh, it's like a tinfoil little potato, and then with a, a slip cut in, in it, and then you just get in the slip, um, dig in the ground, get all your you know like a sleeping gas, bag type thing it. almost. Yeah, it's like a full seat. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. But it, it's like a tinfoil kind of okay. like potato. So you do look like just a baked potato while a fire is going over yeah, you. Pretty much look like a baked potato. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> be hiding in there while a forest fire rages around uh, yeah how, how long, long could how, it take for a fire to pass exactly yeah moving like a storm if it starts burning i guess it probably depends on like wind and shit but like once the whole forest is engulfed what, you have like 10 minutes an hour it totally depends on your fuel content so if you have like if you're in like the desert would like that movie i think that fuel burned really like the wind was moving quick and you know if it's moving that quick, um, that's the reason you're probably getting caught. Like otherwise, if it's going slow, um, you know, you probably retreat. But yeah, if it's moving fast, so it'll burn up fast typically. But yeah, if you're in like a thick Oregon forest, it's probably going to burn for a while and cook you for Ooh. hours. There'll probably be like nothing left. Oh God. How long can people survive in those things? What's like the... Um, I'm not sure. It provides breathable air for like... Um, I don't know, like less than 30 minutes or so. Okay. But that's, yeah, around half an hour. But I think the survival rate of 
like people using them is like 30 percent. so if you actually have to use it the oh. chance of your survival on average is like 30 percent if you actually deploy so mm. not great not great no no still fun still a fun item okay and only one person could fit in there right yeah everybody's got their own okay I just want to, yeah, I want to make sure like guys weren't bringing girls and their potato things and then stuff was going on and stuff. Oh, that would be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, if you guys want to like learn more about it, that only the brave is a good, it's a, you know, definitely it's got its movie take on it, but it's a good thing to watch. Just educate yourself on it a little bit more. Nice. Cool. Thank you, Trent. Uh, any other questions for Trent? Uh, yeah. What's the food situation like? Does your company basically provide you guys with food or are you completely on your own? Oh yeah. No. So the food we have, we pack in our trucks, like MREs, uh, meals ready to eat. They're just, you know, packaged food. Um, but typically like if you're at a small fire, you'll have to eat those. But if you're at like a big fire where there's a ton of resources and everything, they'll have like a catering company and actually you eat pretty well. They try to, you know, especially in California where they have like an unlimited budget they'll they'll give you steak. i had steak dinners in um a couple fires like um fajitas like i ate and sometimes a lot of people gain weight on fires even though you're working 16 oh, crazy yeah it's kind of surprising but you know um when no, you're sorry out uh like camped out uh they send you to a you know they helicopter you into a, a remote part you're supposed to control one fire's edge you'll be eating like MREs obviously because catering. Yeah. They even have showers at, on like at fire camp sometimes. So you can even, but usually you're too tired from the day. You don't, you want more sleep and you just skip the shower and get more sleep, especially me because I was a driver. Yeah. You can hose off in the fire water. (laughs) I've sort of noticed that the Instagram account, bad boy Huck has not been posting pictures as of recent. I was wondering um, if you had any update on that. Uh, I have no excuses. I had some internet while I was out there. Not much, but definitely need to, to get back on the bad boy Huck game. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough to get Huck content. When you're... That's true. I've been getting some picks, but not as many. Gwen and Drew kind of need to step up their game, that's for sure. Yeah. Get picks moving. <laughs> and honestly, it kind of relies on, relies on Huck, too. You know, that guy needs to yeah. put in his... For those that don't know, we're talking about Huckleberry of Pugs uh, Instagram account that Trent has some influence over. <laughs> I yeah. control the account. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Huck controls the account. You just <laughs> control the content. Thank you. Yeah, that's very. Uh, I that, thank you, and that's very cool that you're doing that, Trent. Um, that's you know, obviously, there's a lot of people that are very thankful for everything you do. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I'm not one of them because it doesn't <laughs> affect <serious>. my life, <laughs> but like other people, I'm sure are thankful. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thanks a lot for calling in, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Back to you. Thanks, right. Bye. Later. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? That was Vern calling in. Um, thanks to him uh, for doing that. So uh, what is something you guys wanted to get to? Anybody else noticed it fucking rained today? Yes. That's yeah, good content. Good what do you do? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I got caught in that shit outside. Okay, it was not fun. There's like trees blowing sideways and stuff. Umbrella wasn't even working at that point. It was rough. Umbrella's yeah. man card. You know that. 
Shut the fuck up. What is a man card thing about an umbrella? You're the second person to give me shit about that tonight. <laughs> I never use an umbrella. Go brain. <laughs> okay, I had, I'm going on vacation on Thursday. I had to go to the store and get some things for that. I heard it might rain. I didn't realize it was going to fucking pour. So I brought an umbrella. <laughs> you think cowboys had umbrellas? <laughs> what is the, re- the relevance of that? <laughs> when they were in the desert, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, it would rain sometimes. That's why they're always muddy in the films. That's true. That's very true. I don't know, Pat. I've always just, I've just never been a, a umbrella guy. I mean, to the fault. I mean, have you I been? You look like the kind of guy who puts his hands in his pockets and runs when it rains a little bit. Have I been known to speed up? Probably put my hands in my pockets. It's definitely happened. Um, but... I've heard the science behind it that if you run yes. while it's raining, you actually get more wet. I think that was the Mythbusters thing. Yeah, they had to redo the test, though. Why is that? For some reason. I think okay. it was accounting for splash water. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. We need a control like group. Like that you run on and it splashes up. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your story, Pat? Uh, that was a fun election to watch. What do you guys think about that? It's still going, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Steve, we never got the sure final we never got the final numbers on uh <laughs> whoever we were rooted for. Who was the Huey uh or JJ uh, or Yeah, I don't think they won. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they won? <laughs> All right, we'll start waiting out, though. I don't even remember who it was we were rooting for. Um, oh, um, I came up with a new game. Yeah. Um, I still have my balloon from Wahlburgers. Okay. And um, <laughs> I've been uh, filling it up with, you know, my own air. Yes. And then I'm going to let it go and try and catch it. <laughs> try it sometime. It's literally impossible. Oh, where you, yeah, you just release it full speed. Yes. Oh, I see. Catch it there. I see. That's a good uh, <laughs> little game you can play with. Wall. You have to have the VIP experience at Wahlburgers, though, so probably not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, you got to pay $99 <laughs> to get this balloon. Yeah. Can, you what, might be able to buy it in a gift shop. I I do want to do a follow-up, actually, here with Wahlburgers. We got an email. Oh. And it's from Rosalie, uh, who has been on the show multiple times, and it's called Wahlburgers, the email. It says, boys, I am not mad, just simply disappointed that you went to Wahlburgers and did not call the podcast resident mass hole. I hope you enjoyed the wall sauce and government cheese. One to ten on average, American chains, how would you rate it? One being Applebee's, ten being Cheesecake Factory. We're going to call a Cheesecake Factory a ten? I was going to say, that rating scale is a little flawed. (laughs) Roz, are you drunk right now? (laughs) what's what's a 10 for you pat i don't know maybe like a gibson steakhouse or something yeah. a fucking any restaurant you could go to a grocery store and get a gift card for is not a 10 i'm sorry <laughs> controversial i think you can get gibson's gift cards though i've never been to a gibson so i, I was just throwing a name out there <laughs> i haven't either but i assume <laughs> but i can it's imagine better. it's great cheesecake factory uh cheesecake factory is very good uh but I, I don't know if I'd go with a 10. Applebee's being a 1. Uh, I put Applebee's above Cheesecake Factory, to be honest with wow. you. Wow. Okay. That's, that's wow. crazy. Where'd so, you put Chili's? I'd put Chili's above Cheesecake Factory, I'll say it. 
Sure. I notice that our scales yeah. are all over the place. So let's each say what our one and what our ten is. And then oh. we have to give a rating for Wahlburgers. Oh, first we have to give a rating. Well, let's first do our, our scale, just so people understand the scale. Pat, what okay. your ten is Gibsons. What's your one? What's your least favorite? Uh, no, let me get rid of the ten Gibsons. I've never had it, so that's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, I'm going with... Uh, can we do fast food? Sure. Sure. One, I'm going with the Subway. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, that's fair. Good call. I thought you put ten, in a 10 at first. I almost freaked out. <laughs> hmm, 10's tough. Um, because it's hard to pick a restaurant that everybody knows. You know what I mean? I, it's hard for me to think of my least favorite places because I just never go to those places. I, I got my least favorite. All right. What's yours? Checkers. Checkers is one. I actually like Checkers. Oh, my God. I was sad. They they used to have one in the town I grew up in, and they got rid of it. Yeah, that's just garbage food. It's just it's burgers and fries, Paul. What's garbage? About it's it? bad. Garbage. Garbage food. I'm gonna go that's with like my hot tip. I'm gonna go with like Brown's chicken as my one. I think. Ooh, that's a good choice, Jerry's chicken. It's like yeah, seventh on list. Old roommate of... would go to Brown's chicken and just bring it home. It did smell good. Yeah, but there was a KFC like. A little bit further. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, what? For my 10 chain, I'm just going to go with, keep it on the chicken theme. I'm going to go with Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's is oh, fantastic. Oh, yes. So I mean, you know there's one in Batavia now. I know one just opened up. I had one the other yeah. day. Uh, so, it's on my way home from work, so I get it two times a week minimum. What's your what's your 10s, dude? Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll go with... um. Not Outback Steakhouse, but like uh, Texas. Uh, Texas thing. Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Sure, we'll go with that. Is that the well, one I'm with the Texas it. toast? Yeah, 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 that's the big Texas toast so, one. So what it? So the now cinnamon we'll, buns. What would oh, we yeah. rate Wahlburgers now? Uh, I'll I'll give it a decent score. I mean, I'll honestly give it an eight. I really I like was, the food. I was gonna say eight or nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I like I like eight. I like that. I'm going I'm going a little bit lower, and I'm going seven. Okay. Wow. I think you yeah. said that was one of the better so burgers brave. you've ever had. Steve. The only thing I'll say is the cocktail was not great that I had. No, it felt like they could have just put either put more alcohol in it or just made it better. You got one of the two options. I don't care which I, one. Yeah, I agree with both on that statement. I had very little booze in my drink. I could barely even sense that it was in there, and mm. it didn't taste that great. So there you yeah, go. If I'm Double paying 12 bucks for a cocktail, you better, I agree. You better make it work. I agree with that. Well, thank you, Rosalie. So I um, I was going to say one more thing on that. Um, Ted was actually on TV over the weekend. I was watching it, yeah. and I thought, wouldn't Mark Wahlberg be like a great um, like selection for the next Comedy Central roast? Oh, probably. I would agree with that. He'd be very <laughs> easy. To, I feel like he'd be good at taking jokes, and he's got so many things you could kind of make fun of him for too. Yeah, like that time he beat a guy up and was sent to jail. <laughs> Did that happen? Yes, look it up. He beat some guy up badly. He's a felon, and he like recently a- apologized. <laughs> he, it, the rumor is he only wanted to start reconciling because he wanted his thing, his record expunged, so that he could get like better loans for the uh, Wahlburgers chain. Oh my god, that'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then like yeah, all the Marky but... Mark stuff you could make home for all this, you know, like there's a lot of stuff you could, it'd be pretty easy to do. That's a very good point, Pat. I like that. A very likable guy too. I think it helps to have somebody that's likable to roast. He's pretty likable. Yeah. That's kind of what makes it better. I did, going along these same lines, these are good transitions here. We're going from one to the other. This is perfect. Uh, transition down to Outback Steakhouse that Pat was talking about. Um, I was Paul, just in... Paul. Paul. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking big Outback Steakhouse. Oh, it was Paul talking to Outback Steakhouse. Oh, sorry, you're right. Um, yeah. So I was just in Florida this past... I just got... I was there for like a couple days, like, uh, I don't know, like two days ago. Um, I... So I had not been to, I went to Tampa in Florida. I had not been to Tampa since I was five years old. I thought I was 10. In my mind, I was 10. But I looked up where my grand, I used to go there because my grandparents used to live there. And so I found their old address. I had got their old address and I drove past the house and I looked and it was sold in 1996. So I must've been five when I was there last. So it's interesting going to a place that you have images of in your head, but just barely because you were really young and kind of going back there being much older. But the point where I was going with Outback is she lived two houses down from the guy that started Outback Steakhouse. Um, oh my God. So small world. Yes. Small world. The guy that I was there with also mentioned that Outback was one of his favorite restaurants. The only goddamn right he did. Yeah. We had a friend that worked at Outback Steakhouse, Tebron. He was a server there for a while. And I remember my only story with uh, Outback Steakhouse was that, I it was Halloween time and I was going as Dick in a Box because that had just come out. I think I've maybe have told the story before, but just in case, uh, I he was like, "Hey, we're gonna." We were like, it was Halloween day and we were gonna go to like I don't know if we we're going to some party after or whatever it was. But he was working it out back and he's like, "Oh, come in." Um, you know, my boss says he wants to see everybody's costume. Like we, we kind of picking him up as we were leaving somewhere. He was done with work, and then I walked in with my Dick in a Box costume and instantly, guys, like, "Get out! Get out!" <laughs> So, <laughs> they did not they did not think that was family friendly enough for uh for outback steakhouse but uh so i was just in florida which is interesting because people talk about how wild it is you know uh covid wise right i think it's kind of got this reputation right now of like wild west as far as anything goes would you agree that that's kind of the perception of it yeah um, I think you're correct with that. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the COVID stuff. They got all their beaches open. Nobody's really social distancing. Nobody gives a fuck in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's what mainstream media wants you to think. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, um, is that there are aspects that's definitely looser, you know, my, like they don't hold it in the same regard, I would say, as other states. But like you go into any store, they require you, you to put on a mask. Um like you go into a restaurant, like when you're going to the hostess stand, they want you to put on a mask and then you take it off basically as soon as you sit down, like, like any other state right now, basically. I would say the biggest difference is like nobody wears it walking around on the street. Like when they're walking outside, nobody wears it. And then nobody wears it. It seems like in bars, um, there are like, if you go to most bars, I would say maybe you're wearing it when you first walk in. And you have to wear it in the Ubers and all that kind of stuff too. But like when you get in the bars, it definitely is way more packed than any of the, you know, bars in the Illinois area. And there are 90% of the time people are not wearing masks, but some people are um, inside. And, but the, what was weird is that this, we went to this one bar, the, the friends that we were with, this one girl said she wanted to go to this 
uh, bar that was kind of like demonic is what she said. So we go to this place called the castle in Tampa, which is basically like a BDSM bar. We found, oh, I didn't, cool. I had no idea what it was going in there. We walk in there and there's literally somebody, sure. there's, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never been to any of these places. We walk in there and this, there's somebody like in a cage getting spanked. Uh, as we walk in, it's all red lights in this place. I was wearing like a button down shirt. I was so overdressed. Our group of people was like the only people in there not wearing all black with eyeliner on. Um, yeah, well, thank you. But was, what was very interesting is that that was the place where they were actually like stricter with masks than like any restaurant or anything I've seen in Chicago. Like <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't taking the sip of your thing at that very second, they would like yell at you for not having a mask on. But it was kind of like that banking cage. Yes, except for the yes, Pinky Cage girl even had one on. She had a leather mask on. Um, oh so they, but was it? You walked in there. It was kind of like that scene. If anybody's seen Triple X, and there's that scene where they walk into the place and there's like the electric uh, shooting on, and there's the Anarchy '99 guy sitting in the corner, and there's kind of like this Russian house music playing. It was very much those kind of vibes, only without like straight electricity shooting through the air, um, but like very just like. Uh, you know, gothic and kind of crazy, very wild vibe. Um, but Tampa, very cool place. I enjoy Tampa quite a bit and would recommend going there if somebody has not been there. It had been, you know, 24, it'd been 24 years for me, apparently. Um, did, uh, did you spend any time in Clearwater? No, just on the Tampa and St. Pete is where we were. So my family, we always go to Clearwater. We never okay. go to Tampa. So next time I'm down there, I have to go check out Tampa. I would say, I would say St. Pete is also very cool. Um, the friend I was there with had just moved to Tampa, and he had never been to St. Pete other than just like for a brief seconds. So we went around that area, and it's like a you know 30 minute drive away. And that area is very both both are very kind of cool towns that have a lot going on and they're kind of easy to get around. Um, you know, very easy to like get from one side of town to the other. And everybody was everybody was super super nice there. It's uh, it's crazy. Like every place you go, everybody like would want to talk to you and stuff like that. So it was a uh, nice, cool vibe. Is there any uh, is there any billboards that um, say like Tampa Bay or anything like that, or how big is Brady out there that you could tell? I saw a ton of Tampa Bay. Um, I didn't see any Brady jerseys, but I say a ton ton of Tampa Bay like bumper stickers and. And you know flags and stuff like that, but I didn't say anything specifically to Tom Brady, um, which is which I did think is odd because you would think you'd see more of that. They got fucking wrecked on Monday. Yeah, that was yeah. brutal. That's probably why they were probably anticipating them playing the Saints and having a bad um, game. What is something else you guys want to get to? I got a Colts update. Okay. Uh, things are not going good. Okay. Why is so, that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. It's getting bad. Um, I just want to let my followers know the signs of the coming apocalypse are here. Oh, oh, cult is in like C-U-L-T, your, your Church of Four Pillars? Cult? Yeah, the Church of Four Pillars. Dude. Okay, yeah, your cult that you run, Church of Four Pillars, has an update that the apocalypse is coming. Got it. Yes, um, so I have pumpkins in my apartment. <laughs> yes. And a white fuzz is developing around the top of them yes oh, no. i don't know what that means <laughs> not good it looks like furry snow <laughs> white have you so t- i'm taking it as one sign 
Okay. The next sign is that all my fish died. Yes. Which I was telling you guys about earlier. Uh, the yes, can you, can you talk about the uh, proper fish burial uh, yeah. ceremony, how that goes? Well, for me, it's the toilet. Do you play any music? Do you say any uh, kind words, anything like that? I So I've had to bury a few fish because they were too big for the toilet. Oh, God. Like, huge. Yeah. So I had to take them out back in wintertime and bury them. Hard to dig through uh, snow like that. Um, but then there, I think I had a somber moment. I didn't sing any songs. I just Couldn't you perhaps just, like, I leave the fish out and let the, the birds take care of them? Um, sweet yeah, we've been over this earlier. Throw my person who sings that song sing that song. Like me. Sorry, Paul. Please talk over Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it was good background music. Yeah, so I could toss my fish out the window, but now I live in an apartment <laughs> overlooking a major thoroughfare. Awesome out so, the window. <laughs> just a Is it? Is it difficult losing a fish? I mean, I've lost a pet before, and that was a tough thing, but I don't know how um, the whole fish thing is. It depends on the fish. Mm-hmm. Like, these ones I only had for a few weeks, so I wasn't too attached to them, but watching them die one by one, and I couldn't do anything, Yeah, I felt like I was betraying the fish. Yeah. Did they all have names? No, they. I had five of one kind and four of the other, and you cannot tell them apart. I'm gonna say this: if you if you have not assigned a pet a name, and it dies, it doesn't mean that much to you. Yeah, um, I was thinking about naming the groups of the fish, maybe like they're in gangs. Oh, I like that. Blows. So I might give them gang names, Tetra Gang, and those kind of thing. Yeah, except it would be like a good gang name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but just Latin like you're kings. in a, by type of fish. Yeah, yeah, like the Latin kings. Yeah, so yeah, actual gang names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I do it. But as far as fish burials go, for me, it's the easiest, best way on the ecosystem. They just go down the tube. I do make sure they're dead, though. So if I was how, check the, how do you, like, yeah, how do you check, you the, check pulse? the pulse? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, I used to put them in the freezer. Which is weird. You put them in a bag, and then you put them in the freezer, and then they would die from that. Um, <laughs> but I thought you only want to put them if they are dead. But yeah, you're you're saying that you you're not sure if they're dead or not, so you make sure they're dead by killing <laughs> yeah, them. That's a little, I don't hey, like that so much. Gets a little wild sometimes. Sounds like animal cruelty over it's here. It's not. It's not. Um, you can also what I do now. I just hold them up in the net, take a close eye on them, and I'm like, this guy's not breathing. <laughs> Yeah, because he's not in the water. Why yeah, not just eat them? Right. Hey, why not just eat them? Uh, because they died for no reason. <laughs> also, I don't know if you want to eat a fish that's the size of your fingernail. People eat anchovies. Well, oh, that's a small fish. I was expecting much bigger. No, no, no. It, that would be cruel to the fish. You got to keep little baby ones. So I'll post... I'll yeah. post a fish tank pick. It's yeah, actually, post, post just, you know, I just did a full water change. Anyway. No I'm dead gonna, fish I'm, in the picture. The, all the dead fish are in the toilet. <laughs> Have you ever had an instance where you, 
you buried them in the toilet and you flushed and they didn't go down, so you had to flush them again and you felt bad. Thank God, no. No further questions. <laughs> no further questions. Continue with the apocalypse, Steed. So, the, okay. So the second sign of the apocalypse is my fish tank water getting cloudy. Yeah. There's two signs in my apartment. Yeah. So I think we changed to... Uh, we're like a bonus planet cult now. Planet Nibiru, or Planet X, is going to come crashing through the solar system um, and smash into Earth in seven months. What do people do to prepare for doomsday? You're going to want to go back on satellite TV. Because so, if you have satellite TV, you're, when you're in your house watching satellite TV, when the planet... X comes yeah. by us, it'll be able to shoot satellite signals and teleport you to their planet, which is going to be safe. Okay. Because they're more advanced than us. So they'll teleport you, but you need a satellite TV receiver. None of this digital stuff. Okay. You want a legit satellite. It, Steve, it reminds you a little bit of Scientology, which is based in Clearwater, Florida, which is where Pat travels conveniently. Oh. Once every ten years or so, <laughs> he's got to go pay his go to go pay his dues. I do have a Billy Bob Thornton movie review for Astronaut Farmer. Um, that movie looked awful, but I want to save it. I want to save it as a teaser for next week, Pat. Don't ruin all the fun. Um, then people email the show chubsep.podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, donate to Church of Four Pillars. Email the show to do that. We'll give you the info. Um, if you want to be in a cult, uh, then new episodes every Thursday. Uh, follow uh, Trent's Instagram at Bad Boy Huck for Huck pictures. And thank you, Trent, for calling in. And then uh, Chubstep Podcast and Instagram and Twitter. And new episodes every Thursday. Show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.